The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to my brother, my brother, and me. I am Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. What is what's going on? Great. Um, hello, Griffin. I believe this is a podcast. Uh, I you ha- you see when Justin, I was what is this new character. It's like is some sort of like not- if John Waters was living in a cave for two decades. No, I'm. Well, while I was, uh, I've been without electricity for uh, a week, and while I was without electricity, I started reading books. Oh, I okay. So this, this is, is this is the, books, man. This is educated Justin. This is your this is your brain on books. This is what they do. <laughs> okay. So in your mind, this is what educated people sound like. They, I. I in uh, in circles, I am in intellectual circles. This is what my friends and I. This is how we speak. Justin, um, I tell- want you to know. I picture you right now surrounded by bookcases, but your brain has swollen, and you just have like a giant yeah. forehead. I tell have, me, I have become top heavy with <laughs> with this voice. Did you inherit a, a proclivity for going to community pools and not swimming? Just sort of standing on the sidelines and just sort of soaking it in, soaking into you. I have, let me put it this way, I have memorized the different popsicle flavors available at the concession stand. Oh, no. It is, yes, uh, it's very, uh, uh, everyone's trying to beat the heat, Mm. they say. Um, But without electricity, I was not able to watch my programs. I was not able to play video games, and I was forced to read, and now I've been exposed to all the great culture of the world. How how sallow is your skin? Can you give me a, some sort of sallowness rating? It looks like an orange fruit by the foot. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get book jaundice? What happened? No, I'm no, he was just reading books and eating carrots the entire uh, time. As they ran out of power, they had to eat their stock of baby uh, carrots. I was forced to. I was forced to eat the butterflies I've preserved over the years behind glass, <laughs> nutritionally devoid, but uh, surprisingly very pleasing to the palate. Yeah. Yeah. So, all that all that voice wants to do is eat something beautiful. <laughs> Uh, so this is our advice program. My brother, my brother, and me. We will dole out uh, intellectual, uh, car- conversational uh, you, advice. Like hard right. What is this voice? <laughs> yeah. doing? I think he was just. I think he's turning into a condor. It's, also, it's, <laughs> it's, 
it's it's bucking underneath me. Bucking it, wildly. It wants desperately to go scars guard. <laughs> I won't let it. I'm holding on to the reins as tightly as I can. Oh, God, it's devolved into Ed Grimley. Somebody help me. I think it started at Grimley and went down from there. It started at Grimley and went down from there. Hey, everybody. This is our advice show. Uh, I've been exposed to the internet now for 15 minutes, and I'm dumb again. Uh, uh, let's, uh, let, that's enough time, time fooling. Let's, let's, get, uh, let's get deep into the advice. You know, that was the original title for Back to the Future. Time fooling. <laughs> Time fooling with your buddies, Dr. Doc. <laughs> Dr. And Mar- Doc and, and Marty McMarty. And Martin. Um, there is a, uh, one of the characters in Dawson's Creek is this, is this hyper-literate uh, bartender who, re- it's a very Goodwill hunting sort of vibe, especially since they're in Boston. Um and he wears exactly Marty McFly's outfit, and no one ever comments on it. He's fully wearing, like, orange vest with blue denim shirt, and, like, no one calls him out, like, hey, you're dressed like Marty McFly. Get it together, Dawson's Creek bartender. Um, let's all, let's thank, thank you, thank you listeners for being so patient with us after we got so, so blasted by the derecho. Uh, um, the derecho took me down. The derecho just, it, it. It kissed Travis. Did I didn't see it? Yeah, I you think know what? Let's let's do the first question because I think it'll tie in. Okay. Ooh. Okay. What do you do in case of a prolonged power outage to stay sane? I've been drinking, playing guitar, and reading Dark Tower graphic novels by daylight, but daylight is waning. However, I'd rather be playing video games or editing a podcast. Help! Board games are not an option, and I have no light by which to read. That's from Cole Ross. Um, now, Cole Ross, I know that you are in Cincinnati because you came to our live show. So we lost power here. Uh, I don't know, two, three days. Like we we were without it in in my home for about nine hours, yeah. and there were people in town that were without it for three or four days. And Justin, you went without it for. It came back. It went out Friday at. Uh, let me describe to you the storm because, like, I think people hear like a storm and they think like, oh. This was like nothing I've ever seen before. We were driving downtown to go to uh, Black Sheep, the delightful burrito place in the downtown Huntington area. And uh, it literally looked like this wall of black clouds that, that were that mm-hmm. were moving sort of swiftly towards us. But as you got downtown, you, there on Third Avenue, there's like, uh, it's sort of industrial right next to the university. Um, and there are like these dust clouds blowing from the industrial thing and like making it almost impossible to see and then all of a sudden like uh paper starts flying everywhere <laughs> and uh rocks and like signs are blowing over Jeez. and i mean it it took it did like some serious damage in some parts of this i mean it took out like there are whole signs that were pulled off and like the uh the sporting goods store glens like it tore its whole awning off like it was no. crazy we were getting hit with 90 mile an hour winds it flipped a plane in char at the charleston airport um and they had to like get a crew to come pick it up it was insane so like we have no- not only do we not have the infrastructure for that like we don't have power lines underneath the ground or anything we have like th- it hit so many places that we couldn't just like call better states and be like hey <laughs> we did we done did it again guys Are you ready to take on our refugees <laughs> yeah <laughs> please come bring us ice and skull <laughs> but uh <laughs> but, but uh bring no, us snooze, bring us snooze. <laughs> sweet snooze from kentucky 
I need snooze from Kentucky. And they're like, listen, we got our own derecho related problems over here. You can't have our snooze. Um, so that was crazy. And I was without power for it. And it, I didn't, this shows you how like dependent I am on the grid. Uh, I didn't even realize that you could be without power for a week. I guess I just assumed like President Obama would come save me or something. <laughs> like, listen, this has gone far enough. Let's go save Justin. Like, I, Up to this point, whenever I lost power, I always pictured it like when you blow a breaker and you have to like go down to the basement and there's just a giant switch somewhere that somebody in a hard hat goes over and they gotta pull it down and push it back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then power kicks back on. When I was growing up and we used to lose power and like we would call the power company, I don't know why, but it always occurred to me that they would go, oh, oh, I had no idea. Okay, yeah. well, uh, I guess we'll check it out. That's you mean the thing the that we supply time. to the state? The thing, the only thing that we supply to the state? We're not doing <laughs> The one product we weird. produce? Oh. I'm glad you told us. Because we don't have meters. Imagine being the dude who answers the phone when you lose power to, like, an entire eastern seaboard. Ugh, of people calling and like, I don't know if you know this, but there's no power. Like, yeah, I know. Uh, we know. The, so here's how I dealt with it. Uh, day one was sort of charming. It was also, we were having a record heat wave here. I should also mention that. Day one was almost sort of nice. Um, the, the uh, you know, we, we, we were enjoying each other's company. My wife and I uh, came back to the house and we sat outside with a bottle of wine and some candles. It was almost romantic. And that lasted until the next morning when the power was still out. <laughs> And then we lost our minds and went to Louisville for two days because we couldn't handle it. We had to escape the storm. I mean, to give you some idea of how bad it was, like, you couldn't buy... I went to a pump and tried to buy gas, and it didn't have any in it. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's always supposed to work. That's the one constant is I know I can get more gas. I had to get... Did you instantly feel like you were in a zombie movie? Because I've had people describe to me being out of gas in West Virginia, and it sounds like the beginning of an apocalypse. Yeah, you know, it, like. it's well, and everybody. Here's the thing that's so weird about it. There's no reason for everybody to get all this gas. We're not out of <laughs> gas. If it was like the electricity store got us a fresh supply in, yeah, go get it. For, and I mean, like some people have generators, but it was panic. I, just panic. That's exactly it. People were freaking out, and like I was. I know why I needed gas is because the only way I had to charge my cell phone was plug in the car adapter. I know that's like the least the least efficient charging method ever, but um, I don't know, man. I wish I had an answer for you. I lost it. I lost it. I, I couldn't get it together. I was without power for nine hours, and I couldn't stand it. Like, I was doing a show at the time, so I was downtown, and we had power there. And when I came back, I called Teresa, and we were still without power here. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll grab something, you know, I'll grab some fast food or something so that we can actually eat dinner. I had to drive all over town to find somebody with power enough to make me a hamburger. And there were lines around the block to get into the Wendy's. It was because they had hamburger power? Because they had hamburger power. (laughs) We have enough watts to produce 10 burgers. They're $100 each. Please don't tell tell Dave, Dave Thomas. I don't know if you guys know this. Candles do not produce a lot of light. Yeah. You can't do shit by candlelight. Yeah, nothing you can... Well, I know one thing. Yeah, what? That's... Oh. You suck never mind. Fucking, what is it, Dustin? Fuck, fucking... Reading. I thought you... Oh, no. I thought you were talking... Express your desires. I thought you were talking about fucking. <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, uh, so that's, those are the two things you can yeah. do. 
So uh, people did eat it for hamburgers like, and fuck. People did it for hundreds of years, I guess. Maybe even thousands. As many as thousands of years without electricity before electricity was invented. But, like, our brains aren't built that way anymore. No. I, I don't have a brain I, for that kind of thing. Here's the thing. I was driving around, and, like, you take for granted how much light there is in the world at night. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Street lights, house lights, Porsche lights. Like, I couldn't see stop signs. I couldn't see intersections. Like, it was... The cone around my car that was headlights was like it. It was terrifying. Like I was so afraid I was gonna like just hit somebody, having no idea they were there. I don't understand why this guy's counting out board games from the jump. Like if if my power ever goes out, it's like oh yeah, it's board game time. It's right. like an excuse to play board games. I don't understand why you would want to discount that right away. I don't think you should. Why? Is why aren't Clue, Clue can get really scared? Oh, I know, because he's alone. Oh well, guess what? You can play Mastermind. Like, <laughs> I nice. forgot. I, mean, I, I guarantee. Boggle. I guarantee you play Mastermind. You're gonna forget what your pegs were yeah. instantly. Sure. Instantly. <gasps> what if it's, it's so like dark. a Mastermind drinking game? You set up the board right, and then you take like ten shots of tequila, mm -hmm. and then you sit down to play against yourself. Yeah, it's called. Uh, it's called Mastermind. <laughs> uh, do you guys want a Yahoo? Uh, sure. Yes, absolutely. This Yahoo Answer was sent in by Alexander Hawk, or Hotch. One of those two. Thanks, Alexander. It's by Yahoo Answers user Av, who asks, Question about smelling? Okay. Hi, okay, I have a question about smelling air, like, with your nose. Okay, so, like, uh, I never thought about it, but what if you breathe in a lot of stink air? Does the, st <laughs> does the stink air lodge itself into your lungs? And you get the smell inside of you until the end of time, a.k.a. forever. But because I went to a farm last year, and there was a bit cow poo, and I smelt it, and I still smell it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Additional details. I saw it on the news. Okay. So um, this gentleman is worried about eternal smell. Yeah. He's worried about the smell getting inside of him and living, and living there forever, there. a.k.a. the end of time. Uh, actually, this is um, this phenomenon is well known. We just call it something different: memories. Yeah, <laughs> that's how. This is how memory works: is you get a smell inside of you, and uh, it never lets itself go, lets itself out, and then um, it's it's actually my favorite kind of memory. It's sense memory. It's like when you smell something and it connects to something else. But I really want to know what kind of memory is attached to the smell of cow poop because wouldn't that be like the worst sense memory every time you smell cow poop you think of that girl you made love to on the farm yeah why no. does that doesn't make it why what? would that why would the smell of you should never ever connect the smell of poop and sex in your mind at the same time ever. if you if you smell poop you can't have sex like that's yeah. the rules you say well listen baby you're uh you're a red and white checked shirt that you've tied into a knot in front mm -hmm. of you, like farmers' daughters do, looks so sexy. And I love. I know how I'm a traveling hairbrush salesman. <laughs> I know I'm a traveling <laughs> hairbrush salesman, but listen, it smells like poopy right here. You're so giving me come. You're giving me come hither eyes, but the air around you is giving me go away. Run, 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 eyes. <laughs> run, 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 now eyes. I know your your father, the farmer, told mm -hmm. me not to touch you, his beautiful virginal daughter. Um, and I should be moseying along to, I don't know, Piscataway or someplace like that, the traveling salesman go. But I smell poop. Is that mm. just me? Is that just me? I like to mosey. I'm going to Albuquerque. 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 I, Albuquerque. I 
to I don't know guys. I still I used a portage on at Bonnaroo on the last day once. <laughs> and that's that that smell is like I still it comes up from time to time and it's not like I think about Bonnaroo and then I get the smell. It's like it lives in like my shoulder blade or something. And every once in a while, if I jostle it, I'll break the seal and it'll come back to me. I think the smell lives inside me forever and ever, okay, at the end of time. Now, did you think this before you read this question or is it just an idea? It's a problem I deal with every (laughs) single day, but it's okay because sometimes I'll like be walking down the street and I'll get a whiff of Heiner's Bakery, which is in Huntington and I haven't been to ever. I've just driven by it. You just driven by it, and it gets stuck in your knee. And you get that smell in my <laughs> knee. I am a man. I am composed of smells, basically. I think everybody, everybody is made. Of, yeah, everybody is basically made of smells. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's something you learn in psychology that basically you, the the you that is you, is just a a you know, it's just a, a building of all the smells you've ever smelled in your life. Yeah. Right. That's how you get your personality. Mm-hmm. That's your personality how- is just based on a collection of smells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why people like, who like make barbecue for a living are like so jovial. It's because they mm-hmm. are made of barbecue smells. Right. Do you remember that time that you laughed at wedding crashers? You found that funny because of that time that you smelled barbecue when you were in Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how are those two ideas connected? Well, smelling the barbecue gave you the ability to find things funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. That's uh, why. That, that is why um, Amish people are so bitter. Right. I'm actually they, a strong proponent of uh, <clears throat> completely and totally dismantling our public uh, school system uh-huh. and just creating these facilities where you come in and you you plug in some sort of oxygen apparatus into your nose, mm-hmm. sort of like an oxygen bar, and then instead of uh, making children <clears throat> read traditional books and receive tutelage from professors, they just get steak smells blown into their face, into their face holes. Or maybe <laughs> not even steak. Maybe it's a you know, fresh bun cotton candy or a, a funnel cake. Uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe instead of getting sent to the principal's office, you put a little poop in there. You know, <laughs> this is in your body now forever. This I'm sorry, in there. Steve. You're gonna get 30 seconds of poop. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you're going in the I poop. I didn't do it. The poop choky is what this we'll is call why, it. This is why kids in Africa always look so sad in all those yeah. Sally Struthers commercials because all they ever smelled is zebras and dust. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably the, not. That's, those are the two smells that they I have. I remember when yeah. I first read the book, The Giver, mm-hmm. and I thought... That is what we're talking sad. about. <laughs> That's so good, Travis. That's that in Africa. Well, I was just thinking of sharing smells with people. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and no. Nobody there can remember anything except for one guy. Right. They don't even see colors. He does all the smells for everybody, and then he gives them to people. To I remember that time I taught uh, a young African child what sledding was. Yeah. And it was pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Through the smell of a fresh store-bought sled. And you can read in my biography, What's That Smell? The Story of Travis McElroy. Can you keep a sachet of some sort of certain smell that will give that will teach someone to love our podcast that mm-hmm. you just carry around with you? He just carries around a lot of glass baubles and you Excuse open me. them. <laughs> I, I'm going to juggle these baubles like Jared from Labyrinth, and then I'd like to crack one open for you and just if you could just inhale I'm this parfum. I'm a merchant of exotic parfums. <laughs> and please enjoy this Ode de Toilette. If you inhale it, it will make you a much better typer. It, it, it does smell like Wendy's. That's it right. It smells like Wendy's. It Enjoy makes you a great the Wendy's typist. memories. <laughs> These are my Wendy's memories. The, uh, the plot of Labyrinth 2 <laughs> The plot of Labyrinth 2 is me trying to go find Jared so I can get my <laughs> 
was just in wandering the streets of Huntington with a bunch of mason jars yelling for David Bowie. I, I never, and, I, and people ask me, like, have you been to Whitney's? <laughs> if I have, I don't recall ever having gone to Whitney's. I, I, it seems like I would go. They're pretty, they're pretty prevalent. Uh, but guys, Jared Stahl, uh, no chicken sandwich, no um, nuggets, nothing. I don't remember a single Frosty because Jared stole my Wendy's memories. <laughs> dance, dance, Wendy's dance. <laughs> jump, Wendy's jump. Uh, you remind me of the crispy chicken sandwich. Which crispy, crispy chicken, chicken sandwich? sandwich? The power of Dave Thomas. Fuck. Da. Yeah. I'm going to need to take a two-hour break here so I can go watch Labyrinth again. I need a 30-minute break to go eat Wendy's and then poop it out, which is about <laughs> how long it takes to do that for Wendy's. <laughs> what, if you, what if the smell of a certain food made you forget the fact that you ate it and you would be locked forever? Like, my belly seems fuller. Yeah. But I'm, I don't, ha- I don't I'm recall. I'm dead like any- that guy in Seven. <laughs> this gazpacho looks great, though. I can't wait to eat it. I can't believe I got to drive back to Wendy's. What's Wendy's? I've never heard of it. Oh shit! Labyrinth Two mm. tagline. Come get the new. <laughs> come get the new Inception Burger. Come get the new Inception Burger and remember the, that, that time that your uncle died. Whenever I go out of town, my roommate likes to bone down in my bed. I've been told by friends of mine, and I also know he has gotten some mouth action in my closet. Oh, oh wait! Come on. What? I've tried locking my door, but it's pretty easy to unlock. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything I can do about this, or do I have to sleep with it? Any suggestions? And that's from Bill Zillionaire. Your your roommate is the worst (laughs) asshole I've ever heard. He is addicted to it, right? (laughs) You you lock your door, and you're like, please don't have sex in my room. I've locked the door. Please don't. And he's like, okay, you got it. And then you dip tiny. He's like, I cannot wait. And he breaks down your door. And that's breaking. Your bed. That's breaking and entering. That's breaking and entering and mouth action. You, girl, you look so fucking good. Oh, I'm gonna bang you so hard. Just let me get this lock open. I gotta take you on David's bed. <laughs> this is not my bed kind of action. If this I don't do David's it on David's bed action. If I don't do it on David's bed, then I can't finish. Pretend I'm David. Pretend you're David. Two Davids. <laughs> there's two harmony. Davids. Having sex there's with- a David in the closet getting mouth action. <laughs> Can we stop? Can we just Can we not say that anymore, saying- though? <laughs> if we could just not say I mouth just action. I mouth action is like when you're, you're like you're scatting or beatboxing. You, when you're scatting, that's worse. Come oh, no. Like. No, no, no. No, I'll never forget the smell. Um, oh, man. What is it? Why is your roommate such a freak? <laughs> he loves it. And not just a freak, but like. You locked your door. It's like the quintessential like boundary issue. Like this is this I, is such a this is like one of those things that is so such a big deal that it informs so much else about this person. Like this is not a good guy. Like you can't I don't care if he makes muffins every single morning <laughs> and uh like it saved oh, your morning, saved Dave. your here's some it, fresh muffins also saved, uh, yeah i look forward to fucking in your bed when you leave for the weekend i don't care if this dude like saved your dad from a house fire like <laughs> yeah there's no excuse uh but the good news is as with every question on my brother my brother me i have a solution okay you ready mm-hmm. one word Lice. <laughs> no, hold on. <laughs> Stay with me. You know you're going away for the weekend. 
you put lice in the bed. Okay. The girl and the guy get into your bed. That can't be helped. They get in your bed. They I don't know what people do in beds, but they do it. And then you then they leave and the girl has lice. And then she says, You gave me lice. I need we gotta break up. You're a dirty kid. And then she calls like the telephone scene in Bye Bye Birdie, she calls all the girls she knows. She's like, did you hear the news? David has lice. But you don't see how this could backfire is if she says David's roommate's bed has lice. Oh, you're saying that you're saying that David. There's a lot of sacrifice going on here. There is a lot of sacrifice. It's worth sacrifice. Yes. There's a lot of sacrifice going on there. And you know what? Part of the sacrifice is that David is going to have to get lice too, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got to commit to the goof. You got to commit to the to this plan we're laying out here. Uh, now, but Justin, I, think, I think my favorite part of your plan is when you said that they would have to break up as though his roommate has a girlfriend and the girlfriend's totally okay with fucking in the other bed. So like, is she just bringing home like random random skanks? Is that's that what it sounds like to this? me. I mean, like I can't imagine that his roommate's been dating this girl for like two years and they're in a loving relationship and every time she comes over, he's like, so you want to do it in David's bed? She's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Why wouldn't I? So you're thinking he's just bringing home randos like, oh yeah, no, no, that's, that's totally me. That picture, <laughs> is that's me and my... Uh, Yes, my family is black. I am adopted, and also I used to be black, like Nathan. <laughs> but that's me. That's totally me. I really um, want to be there when this guy like confronts his roommate about this, and the roommate's just like, "I gotta be me." Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. What if you? Listen, what if you? No boundaries. Uh, I wish I could stop too, but you know, we've all got our hangouts. We've all got our things. You know, you like you don't do the dishes sometimes, and sometimes I have sex in your bed. Like we all got idi- idiosyncrasies. What I think you should do is. Uh, do dishes in the bathtub and pee in his laundry hamper and try to cook <laughs> eggs on the TV and then when he comes home you'd be like oh I I thought that's just what we do here we just like do things in the furniture that we're not supposed to do them in <laughs> I wasn't aware I, that's just something you get to do I didn't I thought next time what? he has sex on your bed you burn his bed down you set his bed on fire. Cut it in half with a chainsaw. Cut it in half with a chainsaw. And if you're not going to use this bed, apparently no one's using this bed, so I'm going to cut it in half with a chainsaw. Yeah, what this is a, this is a continuum household. We all fucking sleep in one bed. <laughs> what if when you left town, you put rubber sheets on your bed? Ooh, grody. I love it. And so then when he brings the girl in, all it takes is about three seconds of contact to your bed before they're like, ooh, 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 ooh. Take your mattress with you. That's good. <laughs> I'm going back to my folks' place. Loaded Get a up Murphy bed. So when Get he a- comes into your room, there's <laughs> no bed. You find him in the wall later dead. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> I deserve uh, better than this. It's like the cask of Amontillado for dirty dorm kids. <laughs> I'm better than this. Uh, throw some cold pennies and jacks up in there. Oh, that's the worst. People love Oh, that. we're just crumbs. Yeah. Just eat some Funyuns in there. Like, ugh. Or, or, ugh. or, or, or cums. <laughs> what? what? You're the There's worst. There's so many cums in this bed. I don't want to be in here or around it. Install a, a black light on your ceiling. Uh huh. Leave a picture of yourself doing horrific things and just slip it between the sheets. This get happened some, in here, get too. Get some Buzz, buzz Lightyear sheets. Put a mirror... <laughs> 
put a mirror on the ceiling, but on that mirror, <laughs> stick a giant sticker of yourself, like looking disapprovingly. <laughs> Find a picture of your roommate's mom and then have sheets made that have her face all over it. <laughs> Nothing's oh. happening in that bed. Uh, but the, uh, all these suggestions are, they are contingent on the fact that this roommate is a normal person. Yeah. Which, of course, he is not. I mean, because he's, he's just like a, like a wild a animal. He's like breaking locks so he can get into his <laughs> friend's bed to bang. What did you do to your roommate in the past? Yeah. That has made him this single-minded revenge machine. You're right. There is a wrong somewhere that he is attempting to write. That's the only and thing like that makes you'll sense. bust in on him and he'll be like, "Do you remember that time you ate the that's, pizza hot pocket? That was my pizza." That's hot some pocket, Genghis Khan shit, though. Like, if you <laughs> fucked in this guy's bed and he was like, "Well, in payback, I'm gonna fuck in your bed exclusively for the rest of my life." <laughs> hope you even if you move out. If you yeah, I will, hope you are planning on starting a family. Locks. Yeah. I, I, we don't normally do like follow up on questions. This is one where I really want you to talk to. I, I have to know. You have to ask him, like, what is the attraction? Does he just not want to get crabs in his bed? And he brings him a lot of really real duds? Like, what is the idea? I don't get it. I really don't. And I, and I have to know. I'm captivated. Um, you live a fascinating life, dude. You live a fascinating life. You guys are in Yahoo? Absolutely. Um, I've got a few. This Yahoo, let's go with this one. This Yahoo was sent in by Elliot Harmon. Thank you, Elliot. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Um, I doubt it too. Who asks? Does wind have free will, or does God direct every puff? Come on, somebody has to know, or at least pretend to know. <laughs> somebody has to know, or at least pretend to know. That if the Yahoo answers story. That, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I like any question that starts with "Come on." Yeah. Come on, Come guys. On. Hasn't I, this gone on long enough? <laughs> you know how sometimes, like a like you can't get a kite going. Oh, a, a kite? Yeah, a kite. When you're flying oh, a kite, okay. and you can't get it. All right, Jesus. You can, sometimes you're flying a kite and you can't get it going. Is that and proof you're like, good grief? Yeah. And then Snoopy walks by. Maybe is that proof that God is dead? Is that what that means? <laughs> no, it's proof that God's napping. Okay. He's just taking a nap but right now. But then there. his story proof that you've done something terrible in your life and God doesn't want your kite to fly. Yeah. Maybe if you lived a, a more pure life. The other question is like when a when a breeze comes along and like blows the girl's skirt up and everyone can see her underpants. Does that mean God's a pervo? Yeah, or maybe sorry, God's just maybe I'm God's sorry. just giving us a little something, you know, for being good. <laughs> I'm sorry, zapped. Is that something that happens to you in like your day to day? Pretty Every frequently. Single. Every day. It's single. even if the girl's wearing like pants. <laughs> the <laughs> blows her pants up. The wind blows and the she's pants like, up. What the fuck? Um, and then somebody comes along and sharks her. Yeah. <laughs> no. And God directed that man to do that thing. <laughs> Once you start, once you start assigning things that have happened that God did, like did God this 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 Yahoo Answers uh, person has hit on something very primal? Did God did God make the derecho and knock out my power? Mm. Why, if God has control over it and He knows we need to record my bim bam, Mm -hmm. why would God use a derecho to knock out my power? And here's what I, so in my Zen training, 
um, and this idea of you know the that there is some guiding force in everything. It makes mm-hmm. me think that if we had done my brother, my brother, and me last week, everyone would have died. Yeah. Well, oh, right. It was mm-hmm. so funny. <laughs> and, and people were like, "Oh, it's such it's such a terrible thing that there was no episode this week." But what they didn't know, right? There was a joke if in it. Had been if there had been rampant death. Um, yeah, a joke is so. One of the jokes would be so funny that you would. <laughs> you would everybody would be driving, listening to it. Via just their effing transmitters, and, and they would yeah. just die. And it, yeah, it would be like the ring. Like seven days after you hear this joke, you die. I don't think it has to be that wide widespread. Like I think we. What's more likely is we'd say something mean about French Stewart, and then he'd hear the podcast and kill himself. Oh, that was the one <laughs> he would listen. Yeah, we we. I don't think I would send him that one. I mm. like his work. I mean, like I think, I think he would enjoy the show. Yeah, but uh, but but maybe not the one where we say mean things about Have him. Have you exactly. been sending him episodes? Oh yeah. Every, yeah. Wait, that was. Did, we told you to. You've been. You were on French Stewart duty, I think, Trav. Oh God. I yeah, you're. Been, you're supposed to be reaching him. out to French. Oh, I thought you said to be Frenching out, and that's mm. what I've been doing. No. Um, I don't like our two options here because the options are either God shoots shoots a wind gun at the earth in ways that please him um, <laughs> for the people a, who please that's him. That's a little that's a little Greco Roman for my taste. Or uh, the wind itself has free will, and it's like God, there's a skirt, get it. <laughs> <laughs> All wind is dirty perverts. Look at that stupid kid with the kite. Let's knock it down. Now, Griffin, I'm going to give you a third option. Okay. Wind does have free will, okay. and God is constantly battling it. Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. That's so, how tornadoes happen, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's when the wind just you. wants to blow a lady's skirt up so bad, and God's mm-hmm. like, no, you dirty, pervy wind. That's why all, all tornadoes move in the direction of ladies with skirts. All mm-hmm. wind is a ghost of a dirty old man. Okay. Uh-huh. So we yeah. know that. So it's always trying to either blow ladies' skirts Just like the up, giver. Yeah, just like in the giver, just like in the giving tree, all wind is the ghost of a dirty old man. Right. So it can either blow skirts up. That's the one thing wind does. The <laughs> other thing wind does is play with little kids with mm-hmm. their with whatever like wind toy that they have. Like, and, and as we've already established, it watches people fuck or tries to. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, the, right. whenever you don't leave your blinds open, because you know it's out there, wind, and it's watching wind. you get it on in your roommate's bed. Yeah, wind is the wind is the enemy. Now God. God's like, I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to make sentient wind. Sentient wind. What was I thinking? I was young. I was making. <laughs> I was young and in love. I, I was. was a, I, I was forty I was, trillion back then. I was only forty trillion. I was making a lot of mistakes, a lot of crazy stuff, uh, and I I didn't mean to make sentient wind. That was my bad. But I'm I'm infallible, so I can. I meant fix to make this. sentient dirt. Yeah. <laughs> then, sentient dirt. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> sentient dirt would be the worst wouldn't it though you know what? As, soon as, as soon as it got a tree in it it'd be like look at me everybody <laughs> I've, I've got, got flowers what do you want fruit I can make it <laughs> I've got so many nutrients <laughs> I got me to- I got some gold in me but I'm not gonna tell you where <laughs> some hey look over here there's an arrowhead <laughs> it's a secret <laughs> shh it's my secret arrowhead. I'm never gonna tell. <laughs> oil? There's some oil in here somewhere. Gurgle, gurgle. You gotta no. fight for it, though. Gurgle. All the worms moving all up in me. It tickles. Ooh, it tickles. 
thing. That's a nice pocket of natural gas over here. Come on and get it. Stupid uh, dirt. I hate you. God, dirt. I'm glad you're not sentient dirt. Because you that that would be all dirt's day. Mm-hmm. Think about how many. And then if you start digging, like forget about it. Mm-hmm. You know ah! it's <laughs> How could you do this? <laughs> I would have just told you where the arrowhead was. Um, and then of course golems. Got five with those. Um, so that was all science. <laughs> this has been our science podcast. This has been our science. We should seriously do a science theme show. That would be the we best. Here's, here's Let's do one my, whole episode on space. Here's my so idea. This is what I'm saying. Now. This is such a good idea. We go to Cosi oh, in Columbus. Fuck. We go to Cosi in Columbus. We do a, a kid-friendly science show. Uh, and we and we we do it at Cosi uh, on, would, the, on the stage. Would Cosi somebody make us this happen? Saying that wind is ghosts. Would that? I feel like they <laughs> probably. I feel like Cosi has an exhibit called "Wind Is Not Ghosts," and we would be doing our show in front of that. And it would feel, I feel a like little we would be watching people like Cosi employees lining the back wall, and they'd start laughing, mm-hmm. and then by the end, they'd just be like restrained science physically. Is, science is dead. Up on the thing. None of this is true. You guys killed science. Don't listen to them. I, to me, doing our show in front of an audience of like thirty kids would be like working without uh, without a net. Yeah. I think it would be terrifying. <laughs> All you gotta do is slip one ghost you slip fuck, and you're like, oh <laughs> no, no, my childhood is over. And you just see like Mister Kosai go shut it down, <laughs> shut it down, <laughs> and like three like sniper rifle lasers just train on us. Um, put him, take the shot. Put him in, put him in the time tunnel. Kosai has an exhibit about. Checking your balls and boobs for cancer lumps, which you do by watching a video and feeling up prosthetic balls and boobs. I don't think we can get any raunchier than that. That's true. Cosize. You should do those raunchy. things. It's important to learn how to check your stuff. But then you have a thing there that you're like, yeah, feel up on these boobs, Griffin. You're on a church trip. Wait till the hey, nine-year-old Griffin, go to town. Wait till you're in your pastor's blind spot, and then go to town. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, Kosai also has that thing with all the corpses now. What? <gasps> they have the the bodies? Or yeah, it's coming, and it's coming in October. Oh, my uh, so God. That, so that'll be pretty crazy. You can just feel up all the bodies. Yeah, just touch I, the bodies. Oh, God. You guys been, yeah, I can't wait. we got to do this science show. Okay. For You know, for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that would kids. get in the way of our long-standing policy of being drunk while doing those. <laughs> yeah, we uh, could be drunk on science. Yeah, uh, I think I, any kind of drunk t- is drunk on science. Can we do a tape delay? Yeah, <laughs> is that possible with a room full of children? Mm-hmm. If we, we like a, if we're speaking like really, really far away from them, then the speed of sound mm-hmm. will, will, will. And give we us can about be, a figure second. out what the speed of sound is because mm-hmm. we'll be a cosine. So we'll just do some research. Mm-hmm. You know, but the speed of sound is uh, as fast as it fucking wants to be. That's not actually true. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you as fast this, as you can throw a microphone. Mm-hmm. You know, the fastest way to my heart. What's that? Money. Who is this message for? This message is for Luke Jordan. It is from Abby, Matt, Sam, Ashley, and Tucker. Uh, They would like to wish their brother, Luke Jordan, the happiest of 29th birthdays, and thank him for introducing all of his siblings to Mabim Bam. 
Luke enjoys rock climbing and snowboarding, but most of all, being an evangelist for the Chuckles for the Brothers Three. Here's to getting him. It, here's to him getting it done in twenty does. Squatly pride. Can we examine what that means? I don't know what squatly pride means, and I do. I have to confess that knowing that people listen to our show that are that active physically, yeah, may like what are they trying to prove? Yeah, is it is it a situation where they're trying to prove something, or is it a case where the fact that they are doing it and we are inspiring them to do it? It's actually Luke and I have an accord. He is my surrogate uh, exerciser. So, so he is getting fit he's on your getting bu- fit behalf for me, and then I'm living vicariously through his sweet uh, abs and delts and. And tries. you're just filled with squatly pride. I'm filled with squatly pride. Yeah, I'm filled with squatly pride for Desiree Gonzalez from her friends from her friend Julie Hill. Not to uh, say that she only has the one friend. Not just she has. She probably has more than one friend besides Julie, but Julie is clearly her best friend because she's wishing a happy 30th birthday to her best friend, Desiree. They both love Pippin Bam, and I love her so much. And then at the end, it says, yay. Which you don't I think love her nice. as much as I love you. I, Wait. Listen, Julie, you don't you don't know Desiree like we do. You back off. You back off. You're done here. Happy she birthday. may be your best friend, but we are her best friends. Right. 30. We're her best friends and her brothers. The best brother friends. Happy Dirty 30. <laughs> happy Dirty 30. <laughs> Megan Garland Tyler. I have a message for you. I just ran into the room. I'm out of breath. I've brought a message. X3, X3. Read all about it. I've got a message from Steven Tyler here. He says, oh. happy 32nd birthday to my amazing wife. She and I are both huge fans of your podcast, and she'll be extremely excited about the mention, especially if she can make it into a song. Here's a song. We don't do songs for people. <laughs> Here's a song. Terrence and Philip. I want you you to should be our business. Um, so happy thirty uh, second birthday! You know what? I was gonna make an Aerosmith joke, but Stephen, you've done such a nice thing here that I'm sure that you get this joke all the time, and I'm not gonna do it. And that's my birthday present to you. Nah, fuck I it. Want, I am. Gonna... I want every single Mabim Bammer listening, every Mabim Bambino listening. When you eventually meet the Aerosmith, Stephen Tyler, mm-hmm. ask him if he's named after that awesome dude who bought the mention on my brother, my brother, and me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then run away. And run away before he unhinges his scary mouth and eats you whole. <laughs> like a like a, a snake gobbling a mongoose. So thank you to everybody. Uh, all, uh, if you guys are looking for the perfect way to celebrate any birthday, What's that? might I direct you to extremerestraints.com. I know what you're thinking. Justin, is our sex toys really the best gift for don't finish the sentence because the answer is yes. <laughs> I was going to say quinceanera. Still? Still? Yes. yes oh, absolutely. That's... She, it's, she, she, listen, she's a woman. Okay. Okay. For a quinceanera, uh, a sweet 16, or a disappointing 17. <laughs> Griffin, what is the deal with ExtremeRestraints.com? Extreme Restraints sells uh, a number of marital aids that... Um, <laughs> That uh, helps spice up your relationship in ways that you may not know you need, but you definitely, definitely do. Uh, They have a wide assortment of uh, safe and uh, totally rad sex toys that you should check out, including... And this is a list of of things that they, that Mabim Bam fans have bought uh, using the coupon code MIDDLEST, right? Yes. Using the coupon code MIDDLEST, you can save how much? If you use the coupon code MIDDLEST, M-I-D-D-L-E-S-T, you get 20% off of your purchase. And Which is, for that's this, so much off. 
Yeah, that's a for crazy this week, amount. From the week of this broadcast. Yeah. And then every week after this, if you use it, you get 10% off. So it's yeah. an amazing deal. Um, but they sent us a list with no names, very discreet. Uh, they sent us a list of things that people have bought using the coupon code, and it's awesome. Things like the one-shot enema launcher. Mm-hmm. Things like the super snake bite suckers. Things like the blossom glass dildo, TM, from the TV show Blossom. <laughs> the ostrich tickler, which the isn't o- what I think it is. <laughs> uh, they have everything for for animals, too. The like black Japanese them. nipple clamps, which I think you can use even if you're not a black Japanese. There's also, uh, it's if, if there's, there's, there's one reason that you should absolutely go to their website, go to the sections for dildos and insertables, and you'll see that in the uh, picture for the inflatable dildo section, there is inexplicably a can of Coca-Cola <laughs> next to it. Uh, so go there and try to figure out Don't try to is. do it with a regular can of Coca-Cola. Can't stress no. this enough. They, no. That's, Don't use this. They use are this. not made of load-bearing materials. That's all I'm going mm-hmm. to say. Um, but yeah, they have they have a wide selection of things for uh, you know varying levels of kink. So, so go check and it out. Extreme you restraints. Used, if you've used the coupon code MIDDLEST and you've bought some of these products and you've used them and you've enjoyed them, go back and uh, go to their website and write some product reviews and say, you know, tell them my brother, my brother and me sent you. Put it in the product reviews. Talk about all the great uh, experiences that you've had with them and how much you've enjoyed the products. Can I, They appreciate it. We appreciate it. Can I say my new favorite thing on this list? I've just read yes. the entire thing. Uh, I mean, everything is so exotic with things like the Dougie Style Enhancement Strap or the Trinity Silicone Vibrating Butt Plug. What I like is that there's a thing on here just called The Probe. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like serious business. ExtremeRestraints.com, coupon code MIDDLEST. Get it. I got a question. In a couple of months, my older brother and his wife are going to move in. It's great that I'll get to hang out with my brother more, but there's a small problem. I love beer, but my brother is straight edge, meaning no drugs, alcohol, or other stimulants. I know he will constantly judge me for drinking. I'm responsible when I drink. Not that I ever go beyond buzzed. Who gets drunk off beer? Uh, lots, of, lots, of people. Uh, lots of people. Uh, everyone? Uh, but I know that won't matter to him. Is there any way I can get my brother to get off my back and stop being so judgmental? It's from Beer Fan in Florida. Like, I think every time he judges you, you just say, oh, and how do you like living in my home? Yeah. Right. Yeah, how would you like it if you just lived elsewhere, sir? Not you wouldn't like it. Well, then chill out. And let me kick back this brew. Is this a is this a former party monster scenario? He used to be. He used to be. They called him the ogre in college. <laughs> and that the ogre could pound so many. Yeah, like they call no him, village was safe. They called and him. He would, like, drink out, he would drink out of like a a, a trophy and mm. beat up nerds. Yeah. I can't go back to being the ogre. I can't be Shrek anymore. I had hair on my palms. Help me. I had a pet donkey and everything. It was ridiculous. I don't think it was actually Shrek, Travis. Oh, I want him to be. I lived in a swamp. I I fought a tiny John Lithgow. I am a fairy tale. I had bugles on my ears. I was in in a movie by DreamWorks. I am Mike Myers. Good one, Good singer, Trav. Thank you. Quite <laughs> to really keep the bit momentum going. <laughs> There's a gingerbread man. I was yeah. green. Are you the ogre? Me? Uh, yes. Yeah. 
Oh. I'm a comedy uh, ogre. I take bits and I crush them. Sure. <laughs> you crush them like so many uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon cans against your forehead. Uh, I I think that it... Okay, if it's a party monster situation, I don't know. If it's a situation where he just happens to be... Um, like, like happens to be not an, an intaker of those things, I think that's something that actually will get better after um, exposure. Like... The three of us grew up in a house where neither of our parents mm-hmm. drank. Our mom might have the occasional glass of wine on a very rare occasion. Not that I think I ever I never saw, saw it. Never her. I saw it once. And it was when yeah. I was 21, and I looked at her and he said, I'm going to order a beer. And she said, then I'm going to order a glass of wine. And I said, very well, mother. <laughs> so that was a it was a huge rarity in, at our house. And I think there's still some lingering, like... Um, when you when I see someone drink for a long time, like especially like in college and stuff, I had associated people who drank with with bad people, yeah. like with 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 like not bad, like evil, but like it, it was something you're not supposed to do, uh, and and that was mainly just because I'd never seen my parents do it. So I, I think if he's living in your house and seeing like you are drinking and it and it it is not something that like impairs your life or anything, then. Uh, then I think he'll sort of get used to the idea. I think so many people who don't have never drank or, or or what have you are under this impression that like you have one drink and all of a sudden you're a different person that they can't right. relate to. There's anymore. a lot of nuance to this question because if if it's a situation where like he's a recovering alcoholic or he's in NA, like maybe it is a little insensitive to. I mean, it's still your house and you should be able to do what you want to do. But but if he's if he's recovering from something. Uh, but see, um, even that, I, I know a lot of recovering alcoholics that are like, nah, fuck it, it doesn't bother me. Like, it, right, they, but that, they that's don't not the like case. Enforcing, enforcing their lifestyle on you. That is not the case for everyone, though. That's and true. if you, you're, this is your brother you're talking about. Like, if it was me and one of you guys was in that situation, I probably just wouldn't drink because I wouldn't want to. I don't know. I just wouldn't want to put you well, guys. Well, but I have to ask, like, how much of the judgment do you think is like perceived? Like, how is your brother that's actually good, going? Like, you shouldn't drink. It's bad. Yeah, like, maybe when you drink, you get paranoid. Yeah. Well, but maybe this guy, like, walks up to him every time you crack a beer and slaps it out of your hand and just feels, no. <laughs> no beer in my house. Yeah. Wait a minute. In your house, no beers. In your house. Enjoy this, this topo As chico. long as you live under your roof. Yeah. Uh, That's quite literally a buzzkill, isn't it? Like, why do you want to be around your straight-edge brother when you're trying to hoist a few? Why don't you go out to a little watering hoist. hole? Trying to just hoist a few. For once, um, I, I don't. I don't know. I wish I knew more about the situation. I think tentatively, you should just secret drink in the bathroom. No, maybe you get him drunk. No, I just then like spike some stuff and then be like, "Who's judgmental now, Steve?" I roofied you. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> Who's in charge now, Stephen? I. I don't. Here's what I, what this this guy's question does not give me any indication that like he says he will constantly judge him, but like what well, is he doing with his life that's so great? Is they're moving into his house because he got really drunk and set their house on fire. <laughs> <laughs> one of you drinks and one of you doesn't, and one of you is homeless. So maybe <laughs> maybe it's time for your brother to get off his fucking high horse and kick back a few of these so you can have a life. Peebers and just relax. Are you I saying that Peebers are the secret to universal success? 
No, but I'm saying I'm just saying that if the president drinks PBR and he's the president. Yeah, if you're true. homeless and you're, <laughs> maybe it's a good time to start drinking because <laughs> you need to forget about that fact that you don't have a house anymore. Yeah. Like, move it. Yeah. I don't understand. If you if you don't want to drink, I get it. I don't, but I get it, I guess. But to to chastise people who decide to, I mean, uh, but but that's very easy for me to say, right? Like if you were if, if one of you guys started doing blow, like I, right. I would or if we were get a little if we were like about that. If we were problem drinkers, if we were if we drank to feel and shit, like then or then it would be a problem. Feel. But this guy sounds like he's responsible cuz he says it and that's really all I have to go on. Maybe he's not. Maybe. Uh-oh. Oops. You yeah, the, the, the sense of who gets drunk on beer is kind of... That's a little worrisome. Kind of scary to me. I drink I like 30 or 40 of them, and I'm I fine. can't be drunk. I've been having beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly water anyway. It's mostly water. I'm it's just five. sleepy. <laughs> I'm tired, and I my, didn't want to wear clothes. low. Yeah, I got hot. I took my pants off. Get me it has nothing to do. Get, I just need some sprees, and then I'll be good to go. <laughs> I must have just gotten food poisoning. That's the only thing that makes sense. These beers are rotten. <laughs> I wanted to sleep in a swimming pool. It's like camping. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Guys, this Friday and every Friday at 10 p.m. on IFC, you got to tune in for Comedy Bang Bang. It's an absurd half-hour comedy show that only looks like a talk show. They got uh, host Scott Ackerman, band led by Reggie Watts. They got great guests like Amy Poehler, Zach Galifianakis, and Seth Rogen. I don't know why I said Galifianakis like that, but I did. Uh, and this Friday, they got Paul Rudd. And there's going to be a robot inventor. And Todd Barry will be there, and also Chris Parnell. So tune in this Friday at 10 p.m. on IFC for Comedy Bang Bang. Comedy so nice, they banged it twice. <laughs> Griffin, can you give me a Yahoo, please? Uh, yes. This is sent in by Trevor. Get it oh, no, I'm you sorry. It was it. sent in by Lisa Holofield. I was asked by Trevor. Thank you to both. Trevor. Uh, Trevor asks, is it illegal to make a movie about a cat? <laughs> I would like to make a movie about a cat named Trevor, but I'm afraid to do it. And a lady across the street from me is a lawyer, and I'm worried to do it once my sister made a movie, but I'm not sure if I could do it or not. I really do not know what to do. <laughs> okay, wait. Is the question asker's name Trevor or is the cat named Trevor? It's a um, biopic. It's a biopic about a cat. It's like that movie Fluke, pretty much. Is this a cat using Yahoo Answers? That's uh, my first question. So I... This is a child. It has to be a child. It has to be a child. And this child... Does it? There's a lawyer, a lawyer, spelled with an O, uh, who lives across the <laughs> lawyer street. Lawyer the barbarian. He knows that lawyer the barbarian lives across the street. And in his mind, the way that their whole litigious operation breaks down is they kick in the door and say, no, no, no. I'll, I'll put you in jail for doing Lawyer is just looking out through the blinds <laughs> at him filming this cat. And going, you need what? a film. It sounds like his, his parents have told him, like, uh, you know, don't write on the walls or else the lawyer, the, the barbarian, will come down and eat you whole. <laughs> Additional details in the film, I will be killing the cat. Like, that is, yeah, right. Now, that is a crime. Um, is, are there any additional details and or answers? Uh, no, it's not illegal to make a movie about a cat. It's only illegal if you hurt the cat. Let the creative notions flow. <laughs> no, what is the creative notion about a cat? Like it, 
It cr- like I saw Milo and Otis. I know it could be charming with a lot of post production, mm. but at the level a six year old, I'm assuming six, is going to be filming. It's basically just going to be a lot of like, I'm a in cat. Burp, burp, I'm a c- yeah. My name is Trevor. <laughs> this is the story of Trevor the cat and how his parents didn't really love him after the new baby came. <laughs> he started packing his bag to run away because he hated his new baby brother, Skyler. Hey, but then uh, with the economy being what it was, Trevor was very sad. Bad news, guys. I kind of want to see this movie. Now. Yeah. I hope it doesn't c- get caught up in a lot of legal red tape. Did you guys hear about Peter Hewitt, the director of Garfield the movie, is doing twenty five to life? Did you know what? <laughs> Sorry, is that true? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, right. Okay. For cat-based crimes. Idiot. You stupid asshole. That was going to be the goof of the century. (laughs) Did you know that that studio that produced Garfield the movie was called Davis Entertainment and also Paws, Inc.? (laughs) Now, is that true? That is a hundo true. Now, is he talking... Maybe this kid is talking about, like, the lawyer, the barbarian, and their role in, like, settling distribution rights. Yeah, or managing that. Maybe the movie he wants to create is Garfield the movie 3, <laughs> 3 Fast, 3 Furious. Uh <laughs> uh Garfield 3 Kitten Play and uh that would probably get him in a, a touch of hot water. What this if is he's my... making a propaganda <laughs> film starring a cat named Trevor? Mhm. Uh, what if it's a sequel to a po- maybe it's like Girl and the Dragon Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and it's the number two, and it's a movie starring his cat. Because mm-hmm. that's going to get you into. Some, he's making Ghostbusters three, mm-hmm. starring his cat. Um, that's I a wish problem. Lorenzo, if he yeah, uses, you can't get Lorenzo If he uses music. like, if the whole soundtrack for his kitten movie was by Dashboard Confessional that he like ripped off of a CD, <laughs> that's an issue. This that is, is my movie, issue. Cat to the Future, starring Trevor. <laughs> Trevor the cat and all of the Huey Lewis mu- music I could find, which is and three the smart songs. Bar- and the smart bartender from Dawson's Creek. I got him really cheap, actually. Surprisingly enough, his schedule was like wide open. It wasn't even a big. If deal. his cat's name is Pepsi, this is an issue. <laughs> You're gonna run into problems. Yeah. This, this is my movie, A Day in the Life of Trevor, music by the Beatles. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh. Uh. This has been our comedy show, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. We hope you've enjoyed it and had fun listening to it. If you have, could you maybe uh, go do a review on iTunes or maybe a subscription on iTunes? That helps to spread the word about the show. Uh, And also tweet about it with the MBMBAM hashtag. You could be just like, buzz click, cool teen Naruto, jerk face killer, uh, Andrea L. Hill, uh, Dirdlin, the Meowthrum, Christoway, Lynn Schmidt, uh, Note and Color, Landon K, Lord Wolfington, and so many others. Thank you guys for for tweeting about the show and hanging in there with us when it was uh, uh, when we missed a week. Uh, I had an idea. I had like the like a brilliant sort of uh, pay it forward esque epiphany for okay, a way I'm that ready. people could spread the word about the show. Is you take a jump drive and you put like your favorite episodes on it. And you give it to somebody, maybe a stranger, maybe a friend, and you tell them to copy and paste the episodes off the jump drive onto their computer, and then they hand it off to somebody else. 
Oh, I love this. Isn't that nice? And maybe you could even write pay it forward on there. And then people will think that the jump drive has pay it forward on it. And like, oh, I love that movie. I haven't seen it in a grip. And then they plug it in and like, well, I don't know what this is, but I'll watch it anyway. And then they figure it out and hand it off. Yeah, and you write MBMBAM on one side, and on the other side, pay it forward. Mm-hmm. And then you just keep passing it around. I love this idea. So there's an idea. Just something to get started. We talked some. Uh, we talked about doing like burning on CDs, but that's I mean that's, that's environmentally that's unfriendly. So 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Make that jump drive. Then take a picture of it and send it to us on Twitter, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll we'll retweet you. And then we'll so you can we'll pin it. So we, just to be we'll pin it to Pinterest. We'll uh, I want to think. About it. I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album "Putting the Days to Bed," which is a, a, a really good album. Real, real nice tunes, nice strings and strums and drums. And uh, I want to tell you guys about an epic opportunity for you, okay. our listeners. Okay. Okay. So maybe you've never made it to a live show before. We haven't done that many, and we have some posters that are only available at live shows, right? So maybe you want one of those posters, and you want one that's signed by not only the three McElroy brothers, but also the artist Justin Russo and Sidney McElroy. It's pretty exclusive. Well, here's your opportunity. You can get one and benefit Wesley Johnson. Uh, he's having to have some surgery done, and he's trying to pay for it, and you can buy the poster and help him um, to pay for the surgery. Just go to bit.ly slash helpwejo, W-E-J-O, and you can bid on the poster and possibly win it and then you have your own piece of my brother, my brother, me memorabilia, and you've helped out an awesome you've, guy. You've so kept, go check uh, it out. You've kept a mountain of a man alive. So mm-hmm. yeah. So lend a hand if you. So lend a hand if you can. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next Monday when we'll return with a new episode. But until then, thank you for being you. We, we love you. We love you very much. Oh, and give right now, give a listen to the other yeah. Max Fun shows if you haven't. Throwing Shade. Yeah. Jordan Jesse Go. Judge John Hodgman. Stop podcasting yourself. Bullseye. Jesse Jesse hinted on his uh, Twitter that they're going to be announcing a new show on the Max Fun lineup. I I don't know what it is yet. What the fuck? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we just got used to throwing shade and having to share the love of our Podfather, and now um, better not having have to do it better again. not having brothers on it. No, no advice. If you give advice, I'm gonna burn it down. Um, this final Yahoo was sent in by Earl Parsons. Thank you, Earl. It's by Yahoo Answers user Sky who asks. If I die, is there Yahoo Answers in heaven? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. Hey, keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. Man, these girls are smart. Three stacks. These girls are smart. Play your part.